and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. <laughs> Hello. Good. Hello, it still makes me laugh. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Best intro ever. I think so, yeah. How are we? I'm okay, thank you. I've been having um, treatment on my calf because I've got a calf injury, as you know. Yes. Again. Again. Um, and I've been having um, acupuncture. I've tried acupuncture for it. Okay. At How's the, that going? Uh, that's going all right. At the uh, the Chinese acupuncture shop. Right. Near us. And anyway, the acupuncture Chinese guy, I don't think he's really called that, but I asked him his name and it was Jack. Right. So the first thing I thought was Jackapuncture. <laughs> I was going for some Jackapuncture. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> so that was the first thing I thought. But actually, it's going all right. So I a... imagine it hurts. No, it doesn't. Don't feel a thing. Loads of tiny little needles. Hey, don't, you don't honestly don't feel a thing. Well, maybe we're just not all as hard as you. Exactly, and that's that's more to the point. I think uh, the only other thing is this week. Uh, I think between us all, we lost our little syndicate. We lost lots of money at York on the races last week, didn't we? Yeah, we won on the last day, though. Did we? we won, well, we we won twenty quid. And how much did we put on? Sixty three. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we won like four pound each, but right, okay. So that was so it was a bit of a failure that this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm but just going to keep that for doing it all. Fair enough. <laughs> but then, what I have to say is that for once, rugby league comes to the rescue. Yeah, it certainly did. Rival round. What a round! It's brilliant. I'm all for this. It's absolutely brilliant. This has been, in my opinion, the best round of rugby league I can remember for a long time. No, I agree. It was excellent. And I just wish, you know, there was more of a, a song and dance made about it. Just advertising and, and, and all sorts. A bit like the 100. You, like In the build-up to the 100, didn't hear of anything else. No. It was everywhere. Every advert on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram was the 100. Yeah. And it's a pity that they couldn't have, have, they couldn't have had every game on. Even on terrestrial television and stuff, it's a pity that the TV deals don't work like that. But. Well, I don't see how you can put every game on um, on our league during lockdowns. Um, when, oh, well, not so much lockdown, but when fans couldn't go to the grounds, every game, mm. albeit just to them, people who had this, you know, season ticket for that match, yeah, uh, for for that team. I don't see how you can do that and then not really do it for this well there's an issue on, on Thursday wasn't it to kick off with because Warrington and Catalans was on off yeah that was postponed but then because of the and I, and I get it the amount of logistics and, and the yeah. amount of cabling that's required and things like that they couldn't get across to Leeds and Huddersfield in time to show that well one, I think they start they? setting up a day before yeah, I think they the match yeah. so it's not like they can just pop over the M62 is it no so but um, it's a pity that it will have. But on the whole, the games themselves, what, what I, I thought I th- thought this week was spectacular for lots of different reasons. Yeah, it was excellent. Excellent. So what's on what's on tonight then? Oh, tonight we've got a rival round review, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, news, bobble stats. Um, we have a feature this week. We are speaking to uh, Wigan superfan Johnny to talk about all things Wigan this week. Yeah, he's going to be the voice of the Warriors, isn't he? He is. Uh, Think he'll be upbeat. 
No. Okay. I don't think so. But we're going to delve into um, the problems uh, of Wigan. Uh, yeah. Although we have only we have only got a short slot for him. We haven't got not a three. <laughs> don't worry. If you're listening now and thinking, oh, no, it's going to be a three-hour podcast. It won't be. No. Um, NRL, after that, Super League preview, and we're out of here. Exactly. Okay. So, should we start on the Thursday, on the first match then? Yes. Last week. Um, obviously... Warrington Catalan postponed, which is a shame because I think that would have been um, another cracker of a match. There's been no result given in that one, um, on the understanding that it might get rearranged, but I just don't see when. Not this close to the end of the season, but and I'm already no, yeah having short turnarounds in in games like but but this been... week, for example, games being played Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays, and then. There's a Monday. lot on, on Bank Holiday Monday as well, isn't yeah. there? So Yeah, we'll get rid of Easter weekend because it's too much for the players. <laughs> yeah. But we'll play Thursday, Monday. Yeah, so I, I just um, I can't see them rescheduling that. And I, apparently it wasn't players, was it? It was uh, like senior staff yeah, members back, or something. Backroom staff or something. Yeah, yeah. so... I mean, I don't, it's always more frustrating when they don't say... Not who, but what role... Yeah, because it's like, well, why can't you? And it must obviously it must have been, in, you know, if it's a physio or whatever, you can't not have a physio. No, but then you you could think there'd be a, a uh, an RFL one on on duty, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd think so. It, it just seemed like I don't want to say it, but feel I'm going to um, a bit of a cop out, didn't it, from Catalan? Mm. Yeah, but and it's a pity because, as you said, it would have been. A, I think that would have been. You know, uh, one of, if not the game of the round. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but it's Thursday night, Leeds 18, Huddersfield 12, and your prediction of it being a lopsided match and Leeds running away with it didn't really happen, did it? Did I say that? Yeah. I forget a lot of these predictions that I say. I would if I yeah. said it as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I do know is that it was an extremely emotional night with the return of Rob Burrow. Yeah, very emotional. Very. Um, fantastic and deserved ovation. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you still haven't voted on the National Television Awards for the documentary series, there's still time to do so. Yeah. And you can skip all the other categories. I did that. <laughs> I flicked through and I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. The only things I voted for was Rob Burrow and anything to do with Coronation Street. <laughs> Apart from, <laughs> apart from, have you seen that little kid that, like, Nick Tilsley's son? No. He's called Sam, right? Right. And he's like, oh, no, I can't take to him. Why? He's just got these, like, long hair and glasses, wears, like, a bow tie or something. He knows it. It's because he's cleverer than me already, and he's, like, ten. <laughs> he knows everything about, like, the solar system and everything like that. I'm thinking, so what? That asked me, honestly. Does he host a rugby league podcast? No. No, exactly. <laughs> Take no. that. No. So, yeah, Sam. So, <laughs> he, he was up for best newcomer, but I just skipped the category because that was the only one I refused to vote for. Excellent. Well, I voted as well. I skipped him as well. I didn't. For Sam? Yeah, him and Rob Burrow. All right, fair yeah. enough. Um, um, they, also, they also unveiled they're going to uh, build a, a statue, didn't they? The Sinfield and Burrow. And there was pictures circulating um, online. It looked really good, to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Danny mm. Maguire must be gutted. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's a lot of players gutted yeah. in that team. Um, because when when you you look at that era, mm. they always talked about Sinfield, Borough Maguire. Yeah, they were the big three, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Is it because he went to Old KR and like he? <laughs> yeah, maybe he upset him a bit. I don't maybe. know because Uncle Gary's got a feud with him now, hasn't Has he? he? Yeah. But you, you would have thought that he'd have been in there, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they were doing one of them too. Maybe they'll just add it on, on, on at, the, at the side. <laughs> he crudely pasted his face on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, anyway, to the match. Thursday's match. Leeds 18, Huddersfield field 12. And um, it was a decent game, I thought. It was. Um, youngster Morgan Gannon. Yeah. Um, do you know what I was thinking? And I, and I looked at him and I thought, yeah, he's had a really good game. And then I thought, do you know what? There are some really, really promising young players in Super League. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you do, know. do you know they used to talk about football? And you say, oh, this, this new generation and this is going to be the one that's going to carry us through and win a World Cup and things like that. I honestly think that's how I feel at the minute about about the the um, England team going forward in the next yeah. What should we say? Eight, eight years? Should we say? Yeah, I know, I know it's early to talk. About There's a lot things, at but... Leeds alone. Yeah, Newman, um, Gannon, like you've just said, Jack Walker's still only about twelve or something. Yeah, um, Callum McLelland had a good game. Well, he's Thursday. not been playing Walker, has he? He's been... No, he's been injured, but he's still. Or has he been doing his GCSEs? <laughs> yeah, mate. Well, he didn't have to do any exams, did they? They just got him on the ah, yeah, uh, predicted grades like. Grade. They're not even ABCs now. They're like six, seven, eight, nines and stuff. Like. I didn't get so it. It's so much easier since I, I was at school. I didn't get it. It's what? So much easier since I was at school. It's less to learn, especially history. Apart from history. It's the only thing that's got harder. <laughs> More's happened. Um, Yeah, but I, I'm so excited about the, the, the future with the, um, with the players. Because I think that's... Uh, like you said, you just reeled some names off. And every team could probably reel off two or three. Yeah. That you think would make up probably the bulk of like the England Knights, for example, over the next couple of years. Yeah. And um, before they make, if they carry on at the, the rate that they're going improvement wise, they make the transition to full internationals. Well, if I remember rightly, the last, um, what are they called, the Australian schoolboys, the Joeys, the last time they came over. We went to watch that, didn't we? I don't think, I think he, Bobby might have got, I don't right. think I went to one of them, but we won that series. We did. Against the Joeys. It was. Me and Bobby went. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, so, you know, I know it's obviously very different at that, but it's it's good signs, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, 18-12. Um, I thought it was a good game, but I did think that the score slightly flattered Huddersfield. Yeah, I did as well. There seemed to be a lot of penalty tries, uh, penalty um, conversions. There was all, all round, all round Super League. Yeah, this week, that's I what I mean. Yeah, the, the, a lot of the, the games that I watched, are the highlights and stuff, a lot of penalty kicks and oh, I thought a lot Bradford of balls points. were back. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. I mean, the strangest one comes later on, but I'm sure we'll get onto that. Um, but yeah, Will Price with another try. Although I did think it was a knock-on in the build-up by Huddersfield when he yeah. went in in the corner. Um, yeah. It's not the best angle, but I did think it was a knock-on, but did well to, to pick it up and pounce on it and, yeah. and get himself in. That's right. 
Um, one little point on Leeds. Cameron Smith for Leeds. Yeah. But I feel sorry for him, aren't you? Because no matter what he does, he's never going to be the most famous Cameron Smith. No. Not even the second most famous Cameron because Smith. Because now there's a golfer now, isn't there, for yeah. Australia? It's Cameron Smith. Yeah. So... Maybe you should have like you know like Rocky I I I like little three little lines yeah, after yeah, his yeah. name Rocky three. Maybe you should have like Cameron Smith I I I after his name. Maybe you should. But Maybe you should. I, he didn't play this week. He was injured, but I just feel a bit sorry for him. Right. But yeah. Um. But uh, good to see Leeds winning. Um. In Rob Burrow's presence there though. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, um, an emotional night all round. Yeah, definitely. Where next? Um, let's go with Castleford 23, Wakefield 18. Again, for me, similar to the last game, thought the score slightly flattered Wakefield. Well, they were 19-6 down at half-time, Wakefield. And the damage is done, really. Yeah. Three scores. To be fair, they've done well to make it look that close. Yeah, I think they scored right. Did they score right at the end? Yeah. I think so, yeah. But, um... Uh, point on this one. Um, Richardson and Lino go into the Simbin. Mm. For what exactly? Couldn't tell you. There's a few of them. Some of these Simbins, and I'm not talking about where people are swinging punch each other or, or whatever, but some of the Simbins that, like, they're not consistent. Mm. So you'll get a real swinging arm, bang, in the head, 10 minutes. They have a little sort of coming together mm. and they get 10 minutes. I don't get it sometimes. No. And then people say, oh, the game's gone soft and this, that. No, the game hasn't gone soft. The game will never go soft. No. But it, it's just that there's things put in place now that some of them I don't understand. <clears throat> no. There's There was a couple of them this week, a couple of Simbins I thought. There's no need for that simbin in. If you just have a word and say, get on with it, it's forgotten about. Bring them in. Bring the captains in. Yeah. Tell the captains to get a grip of him. Yep. That's what used to happen. Yep. Send them back into the line. Game carries on and then it's forgot. It's just all gotten a bit soft, hasn't it? Some of the, some of the, the simbinins have, yeah. Yeah. Um, but another thing that I... I sort of noticed it at, at this game. The crowd looked terrible at Castleford. Yeah, I didn't see I didn't. any Wakefield fans behind the sticks or any in that that um, where, the, where, far away, where away fans have been moved to now. Yeah, behind the stick or, or any in that corner where, where a lot of cast fans stand underneath the big screen, sort of that area yeah. when it's on Sky. Now I don't know whether they were in the stand under the the camera because mm. the the weather didn't look. Great, I don't think. Usually, I mean, usually away fans at Cass are just straight behind the sticks in front of the um, exit yeah, boxes, aren't they? It just, and I just thought, that's, I mean, it's a derby. If you can't get them out for that, what are they going to get them out for? Mm. So I, I didn't see the crowd. I didn't see how many was it's there. It's just something that I noticed in the background. Um, it, it just didn't look good. I'm not sure what the actual official attendance was, but it didn't look good. No. Um you know, speaking of Danny Richardson before you brought him up, he's finding some form, isn't he? His last couple of weeks, he's been excellent. Playing for a contract somewhere, isn't he? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like say, there's rumours of him leaving Castleford, isn't there? Mm. Um, 
we spoke about before where he'd end up. You know, we mentioned to lose Lee. I mean, nothing official has been said. So sometimes is he I mean, actually out of contract though? Or I'm he not got, sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he might be. But what I would say is, is that. Sometimes it doesn't always work like that. If you find form and you've got a new coach that, that fancies you, mm. you know, uh, I mean, if it was Daryl Powell, he's letting him go, isn't he? Yeah. Lee Radford might have a, a different view, and that happens quite often. So I'm not sure. And there's been nothing, there's been nothing announced, has there? Like there has been on some players that they're already, you know, where they're already going, they're already leaving. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure. He's still got another year on his contract. Signed a three-year deal, so it's possible that he might stay. It was just it just seemed odd, didn't it, that they were talking about moving him on? Yeah. Um, but good Castleford performance all round, really. I mean, they're probably disappointed with the scoreline in the end, letting eighteen points in. But again, since Powell's come out and said, "Well, we need to win," what was it? Six. Fat six of the seven or whatever it was, yeah, whatever now, was left, it's now won three, three in a row, and three big games under different circumstances. Yeah, Warrington, two massive Saint, games, and then, the, and then a derby. Yeah, massive occasions. Um, and then looking at the next, looking at the next two games uh, where they've got uh, Holloway and uh, Wigan at home. Right again, uh, I know Hull had a good, very good win this weekend, but they've not been playing particularly well. Whether that turns around now with them getting certain players back, but I think them two games for Castleford are very, very winnable. Yeah, definitely. Got the bit between the teeth, haven't they? Absolutely. Um, um, talking of Hull, should we go there next? Yeah. What a game. Game of the round for me. What a game. Game of the round. Thought it was excellent. Great atmosphere. Just end-to-end stuff as well. It was like, well, if you score, we'll score. Well, we'll score back, uh, and to be honest, the the whole game turned in a five minute spell before half time. Yeah, really. Yeah, um, Hulkar were um, ten four up. Yeah, and then found themselves sixteen ten down at half time within five minutes of the of the Hooter. Yeah, is that when Tumavave went in? Was that that yeah. try? That yeah, that was he had an excellent game. I thought. Yeah, thought it was. That was when Kershaw. Um, was that when Kershaw let him in? Kershaw. Uh, oh, sorry, I've kind horse. Kind horse. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, that was that was the turning the turning point in the game. Yeah, they made even it, though Crooks came out after after that and made it sixteen all. Yeah, but it, it it sort of really changes the dynamic of the way you go out and play and and you know that halftime talk and everything, doesn't it? Well, Brett Hodgson suddenly got a different talk, and he, like you said, at, at mm. half time then from what he was planning five minutes before half time. Yeah, um, and you could argue then that, like, I think Hull had a better start. Yeah, and then Hull Car got on top. Yeah, and then they got on top, and all of a sudden they are Hull Car on top, and yet find themselves six points down. Yeah, and that, that's that can be a bit deflating for a team. That yeah, I thought Jake Connor was excellent. For Hull. Yeah, and. Great to see Jamie Shaw back in the fold as well. Yeah, that was really good. Um, After there was ten, about ten months out, I think. Yeah, he did his uh, ACL, didn't he? Yeah, uh, but there was a funny moment in the game. You know when um, Connor was straddling the line and 
tried to catch it but dropped it but he was straddling they were like well it's a penalty he's out yeah. on the floor did you hear Liam Moore the referee no um, he said as they were running back he said I thought you'd have at least caught it Jake did he yeah yeah it was really, it was quite funny um, and then the the effort from Jordan Lane right at the end to charge the drop goal oh down brilliant was just immense brilliant because they'd got themselves back in it yeah They'd got themselves back in it, and Holland had the disallowed try. Yeah, um, when they got to the end, didn't they? Yeah, and, and got the breakaway, but they, they uh, Houghton had deemed to knock on. Yeah, uh, and then they had that. Uh, like I said, they had the the drop goal, didn't they? Attempt brilliant. Yeah. I got two questions for you on this game. Okay, um, Josh Reynolds, amazing. Yeah, that was not the question. Though. Not for his performance. Just, it was. Yeah. It was. What did he did he drink something, and what did he drink? This was the moment of the match for me. It was just hilarious. Um, well, he said it was bourbon and coke. Didn't it was he? bourbon in Hull. Well, it was in a coke bottle, so someone's <laughs> obviously smuggled it in. I'll be honest though, I've never seen yellow bourbon. And was it warm? I think it was warm, and that's why I spat it out. Yeah. <laughs> warm yellow bourbon. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely. Not bourbon. Well, what colour? I've never even. I've never had it. I've never even seen it. So, what? What colour is? What colour is bourbon? It's like whiskey, isn't it? It's like a whiskey colour, brown, dark colour. Right. Yeah. So, but that was hilarious. But I've always had a thing. I've always had like. Bourbon strikes you one of these. You know these like Wild West drinks. Yeah, it is. You know, like, it's like, like I think it's more American than it is anything else. That's me something they'd have in Tombstone. Yeah, Doc Holiday drinking bourbon and then shooting somebody. Isn't it? Yeah, that's what it reminds me of, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that was hilarious. But I've always, you know, like when you see, have you ever seen videos of like at concerts and the singers in the crowd and they get a thing thrown at them, but then they a, a, a cup, but then they catch it and drink it. Yeah, and I always think if I was a singer and that happened to me, it'd be we. Yeah. Why, because you're bad at singing? No, just because that would be my luck. <laughs> but somebody's walking round all going, Josh Reynolds drank my pee. Yeah. <laughs> That's a proper claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That'd even get on talk sport. It would. It would. Talk football. Yeah. <laughs> but no, game of the round, excellent. Proper, proper hull derby, that. Yeah, really good atmosphere as well. Absolutely. From, from both sets of supporters as well. Absolutely. Um, let's go to the other derby then. Wigan two, Saints twenty six. Another great atmosphere, but only from one set of supporters this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I've never seen really a Wigan side perform like that in a derby. What surprised me? See, when they were on, well, first of all, when they were when when they were coached by Sean Wayne. He'd have been tearing his hair out yeah. with that, I reckon. Because he really did used to get them up running through brick walls for derbies, wasn't it? And, and a lot of the time, he was the difference in the two sides for a number of years. Yeah. Um, in getting much, much more out of out of uh, out of his team. Absolutely. Now this one, um, they didn't score a try. I thought it was a strange decision at six nil down to take the two. Yeah. And did you see the stats that they had? Um, they only had. Two, was it five? Five played the balls in the Saints twenty. 
and only one played the ball in the Saints' 10, mm-hmm. and they didn't get within eight metres of the Saints' line. Incredible defence. Or is it, or is or it, is or it, is it or, just shocking yeah, attack? Or is it poor attack? Um, but, yeah, you know, but probably both. Saints have it, conceded. It's poor attack, let's be honest, because if you did six drives, you could get within eight metres of the line. Yeah, but, you know, Saints do have the best defensive record in Super League, and it is an incredible stat. Um, but at the same time, Lee have now scored more points per game than Wigan this season. Oh, that's... Which is incredible. That is shocking. Yeah. When you think about the, the season that Lee have had. Yeah. Um, um, that's No, that's awful. But, you know, they spent 30 minutes with 12 players throughout the game. Bateman, Simbin twice. Heiser, Simbin. You can't win. And Heiser, lucky not to be readied as well, really. I thought so, because especially with the Jack Wellsby incident. Got, well, he got put on report for that, which obviously meant that nobody really saw it. Yeah. He knew that something had gone on, but not not caught it. And if he had seen it, mm. or the touch judges had seen it, then it would have gone. Well, I don't it? see what's different between pulling that back and sending him off. Between that one and, say, the Tommy Makinson incident a couple mm. of weeks before, where player Went carried out. on, yeah. but they'd stopped it, brought it back, and then he sent him off. Yeah, There's no difference. No. No. No, you're right. Um... If you're the coach, I I think you're fuming with John Bateman. I think if you get Simbin nowadays for dissent, I think... Yeah, you've said something bad there. Yeah, I, I think And they that's... are appealing it, I read tonight, that dissent ban. You got one game ban, they're appealing it. And didn't he get one game for the other one as well? No, he just got the one. Right. I got... Bentley got one, didn't he, for... For kicking... He's had. Which is the argument there is one game for descent the same as kicking somebody in the head. Yeah, but when you see the kick, it's not. He brushes his hair, I think, doesn't he? But under, I suppose that's not the point. It's under seven stuff again, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really, really got under each other's skin, Bentley and Bateman. Um, yeah, there's no love lost there, is it? But did you see um, John Bateman um, fighting back on uh, on Twitter? Yeah, it was embarrassing. It is when you've lost a game like in that manner, isn't it? Yeah, because the the Twitter post was, uh, was it was it Saints official? Twitter yeah, yeah, and he, he, saying he posted a video of Bentley handing, handing him off him and off. sending him on his ass. And Bateman yeah. replies in calm and he doesn't want even he doesn't want even want to play for your club or something, does he? Well, going off your performance the other night, you don't want to play for Wigan, <laughs> so I'd keep quiet if I were you. I got second hand embarrassment from that post. I just thought you've just been batted in the derby. I'd, I'd keep it quiet. Just shut up for a week. Just stay off your phone for a week or two. Yeah. But yeah, especially when you've especially when you've missed twenty minutes of the game as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ridiculously dominant by Saints though. Yeah. Um and Willie Ice has ended up with a four game ban, hasn't he? Yes. And I think he's lucky to only have four if I'm being honest. He's issued an apology, hasn't he, this this week. To, to who? Uh to the fans to his teammates, to the coach, and to the Saints players that he was involved in altercations with. Right. That would never have happened, would it, years ago? Softer. Jim Mills wouldn't have said, like... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No, he he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Um, Anyway, final game of the round. Lee are off the mark with a... 
32-22 victory over Salford. What I love about this, I love the celebrations from the fans and the players and everything, like they've won the grand final. They've deserved it. But I don't it. care. It's like they've, they've The fans have anyway. The fans deserve a win. Absolutely. Um, um, but, oh, unbelievably poor discipline from Salford for, in this game. Again. We've this, said this two weeks on the bounce now, I think. Three weeks on the bounce. And this game was the one where there was a lot of penalty. There was a lot of penalty goals, a lot yeah. of two points on it. Yeah. And that swung the game. Yeah. No, you're right. The we said it when they put we said it when Salford played Wigan. We said it last week when they played uh Huddersfield. Saying it again now. Discipline is costing Salford a lot of points. They're the wor- they they must be the worst disciplined team in the league. Yeah. I would and, have thought so. And I don't mean giving the most penalties away or the most yellow cards or in that if you looked at a discipline table, they might not be top or bottom of it, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. What I mean is is the the discipline from them that's cost them points and therefore cost them victories. Yeah. When I, that's what I mean by the poorly like they're so poorly disciplined. Um because you can't just it's all right giving penalties away in your own ten. Mm-hmm. You only get six again now anyway. I don't even know that does that count as a penalty against you? I don't think it wouldn't do, would it? No, I don't think it would, no. But the penalties that they give within kicking range yeah. and at and at vital times and in vital areas of the pitch is unforgivable, really. And they're not learning lessons. No. But they've, they've looked like they've been on the up as well the last few weeks. They've been playing better, but then it's just the consistency of the performances are just Jekyll and Hyde, aren't they? I mean, they were actually, even with all this, they were 16-14 up yeah. in the second half. Yeah. And then just, just again, penalty, penalty, penalty. Um, and again... Credit to Lee because I think at times this season they'd probably played for fifty or sixty minutes. Yeah. Um, this time they played for eighty. Yeah. So that that's good. And then I realised at the end, at the end of the game, why they'd won. Um, because uh they had a real life leopard <laughs> um that was intimidating the Salford players and fans. Uh, did you see it? Yes, I did see it, yeah. Until he turned to the other side and I realised it was just Derek Beaumont. Yeah. What? And then I thought, oh, they haven't. No, he's not escaped from the zoo. Um, what's that about? I don't know, but it's like a £700 hoodie or something. Would you wear it? No. <laughs> I don't know who he's been taking fashion advice from, but he needs to call in Got Quan or something. Yeah. He wouldn't look good with a mullet, would he? Who, hey, Bowman or Gokwan? Both. No. So, um, yeah, it just made me laugh when I saw him with this leopard running around the pitch at the end. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but they scored, I mean, they scored 18 unanswered points in the second half, Lee. Yeah. Just, like you say, just completely fell away, Salford. Um, but overall, I think... Rival round was a roaring success, and I think we need more rounds, yeah, like that with with some sort of focus on. Mm-hmm. I think we might actually th- we, we had some really good responses to our questions over the last couple of weeks about mm. 
players that you want to you disappoint to see leave your club, players that you want to sign. I might throw that out tomorrow as a question. What um, rounds? Yeah, different. What What would you like to see? Funny or serious, what sort of round would you like to see coming in? Yeah. Um, and if you're not following us, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod. Yes. Um, but you're right, you know, you could have um, a women in league round like they do in Australia. Yeah. yeah. I like the rounds. Uh, I like the round they did a few a few years ago in Australia where they wore the socks of the junior club that they played for. Yeah. That, that yeah, was that good. was good. Yeah. What would, what would we do for indigenous round? I. Travellers round. Yeah. What would you say for that? I'm, I don't know. I don't know if we'd have one, would we? No, I suppose not. No. Sorry, I had visions then of like caravans and stuff. And like, yeah, and horses. You know, like that apple be fair. Yeah, yeah. Horses and carts. Yeah. yeah. Turning up and like trying to, trying to get charged to five or a time on the DW stadiums. But. <laughs> Oh, he's with me. He's with me. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, no, I think rival round was just amazing. The games were amazing, and I think, I think we need. I think, like you say, I think we do need more rounds. Yeah, we'll throw out there tomorrow for people. Have a think for us. Definitely. If you're listening and you hear us, have a think, and we'll put, we'll throw out there. What rounds would you like to see that we could really make a focus of um, each, each week to make Super, uh, Super League. More, uh, more attractive, uh, more, more in the way of, uh, of recognition. I think that'd be a really, a really good starting point for us. Absolutely. It's all stats of the week. We know what that. We know what that means. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> Bobby, are you there? Hello. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I've just uh, just taken a break listening for my music. Oh, we don't want to know what that is doing. No. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you playing? Well, time, I just thought I'd have a listen life? to what... Yeah, it was actually. Good guess. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, uh, so, how many stats have you got for us this week? Uh, I have got uh, five. Very good. Let's hear them. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Andy, uh, I think you'll like my first stat. What's, what's your favourite NRL team again? Uh, the Titans. The oh, mi- well, you'll, you'll the like this mighty, first stat then. The mighty, mighty Titans. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you'll like this first stat then. Okay, go on then. Uh, so, the Gold Coast Titans now hold the record... For the most games consecutively conceding a try. They've gone 209 games conceding a try and they've conceded a try in every game since round three of 2013. Oh, no. Didn't they have one the other week as well where they were playing, was it the Bulldogs? And they were like, they were winning like 34-0, weren't they? With like about two minutes to go and let a couple in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they conceded oh. one in the uh, they conceded one in like the seventy second minute or something. Oh, good start though, but um, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Let's, let's quickly move on from there. <laughs> okay, bit of a positive from the uh, Titans. Uh, Jaden Campbell uh, scored his first career double on the weekend against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, that was actually the same. Feet his dad did 
21 years ago when he scored his first career double against the Storm, playing for the Cronulla Sharks in round 21 of the 2000 season. Is that Preston Campbell? Yeah. I didn't realise that was his... Um... Yeah, it's his that was his son, son but yeah. just when he said Campbell and his dad playing. Was that Preston Campbell? Mm. Good player, him. Yeah. He was a good player. Yeah, good one. Thank you. Uh, we then jump over to uh, Super League, um, where we'll go with this one. Um, Wigan Warriors have set a new Super League record where... When a team has actually scored a point in the game, they've set a record for having more yellow points than than, than points scored in a game. Yellow cards. Yellow points. What's yellow points? Did I say yellow? <laughs> sorry, yellow cards. Sorry. That's my mistake. We're not back to Josh Reynolds again, are we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's my first mistake since I've been doing them, so you have to let me off. Yeah, be your last. Yeah. <laughs> Join us next week when I'll be reading the stats out. <laughs> so it was fun while it lasted. So they've set a record for more yellow cards than points. Scored in a game when there's actually been points scored in a game, though. Okay. Very good. All right, next one. Uh, the Lee Centurions have won their first game in Super League since round 23 of 2017 season. Their last win in Super League also came against Salford, winning 25 0. Mm. Salford's bogey team. Can't they just? Yeah. Can we play you every week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have we got finally? Uh, yeah, and the last one is uh, Castleford have now won the last 16 consecutive matches against Wakefield in all competitions. Wakefield's last win against Cass in the League or the Cup came in 2015. Mm. That's, that's not a record you want, is it? Not against your nearest and dearest. Not at all. No. So, well, well, thank you for those. Some, no worries. Uh, some interesting stuff this week. Yes. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on, as always. No worries. Um, well, we might see you next week. We might not after that mistake, so we'll just have to wait <laughs> well, and see what happens. We have a zero-tolerance policy here, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, not really, because otherwise you'd have been gone after week one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and two, and three, and four. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bubbles. No worries. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the show. See you later. Bye. Excellent. That was. That was. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. And right, um, I suppose that leads us nicely into our feature. As we said before, we're speaking to uh, Wigan fan uh, Johnny and we'll be talking all things uh, Wigan. Yeah. Um, welcome, Johnny. Hey guys, you okay? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, thank you for uh, agreeing to be uh, the voice of the uh, Wigan fans, all things Warriors for us. Um, mm, you're welcome. And um, well, I think we have to say this week that you're probably the bravest man in rugby league. <laughs> um, 
We will talk about the derby, obviously, because that's what's the, the big news this week. But um, first of all, just do you want to uh, just put everybody in the picture and just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with rugby league? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, uh, I'm just turned thirty this year, so I've been a Wigan fan for around about twenty years, maybe a little bit before. I used to go to uh, Central Park as a kid with my dad. He used to take me and sit me on the wall there. All my family have been Wigan fans for years, and now I go to the DW every match and away games when I can. I still like to get to uh, Hull KR on a Friday night. That's always fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you go on the coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not that brave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. So, um, you must uh, it must still be a little bit uh, raw if we start with the uh, derby on Friday. It's um, uh, never a nice feeling to lose a derby match. No, it's not, and it's it's something we should be getting used to after the last. A couple of seasons as well, but no, like I said, it's still uh, still pretty raw, and they're always hard to get over. Yeah, just on that, I mean, we saw we read some of the stats on that, didn't they, Callum? That um, it, it, Wigan had two play uh, five, sorry, five play the balls in Saints twenty, mm. one in the one in Saints ten, and didn't get within eight eight meters of the line. And we <laughs> said for a, for a for a team in a derby, whichever way you look at it, that's, that's not. Not great attacking wise, that is it. I mean, no. I mean, it doesn't surprise me one bit. I mean, the attacking's not been not been great for a while now. I think I'm kind of glad when we, when we had the option to kick for goal. I'm kind of glad we did because I couldn't face a, a nil in by those guys again. But yeah, it's it's something that really needs to be addressed. The attack. I mean, I, I said to my mate uh, the other day. I think in the middle we matched them quite well. I thought defence was okay. <laughs> But when you when you come across a good team like Saints, you're going to get unstuck if you've not got anything attacking wise. I think we've managed to scrape through a few results against some of the, the lower teams, but when it comes to the big games, you're going to get unstuck if you've not got a decent attack. Yeah, where where do you think the the problems lie at the minute? Is it is it with the players? Is it with the coach? Is it is it a lack of a game plan? Is it where is it, is it injuries? Where where do you see it at the moment? I mean. I think it's a, it's a multiple of things, really. I mean, yeah, I can't really lay the blame at the players because on paper we should have a good team. You know, that team, especially the one to thirteen and beyond, really should be challenging Catalan and Saints up at the top. But for some reason, they're not. And you know, having watched near enough every game this season, uh, it's, it's adamant. Even when we were winning, I think we had our best start in. 15 years at the start of the season, it wasn't good to watch. We were scraping by a lot of games. The attack wasn't good. Defence, they were holding on with the defence, and I, I, you know, I'm relatively okay with that, but the attack for me is where it's it's quite worrying. I think you've got to lay the blame at the coach at the end of the day. And it, and it's weird that, for me anyway, it, it's strange that the attack is so poor, you know, given that Adrian Lamb is in charge and he's played scrum half at the highest level of, of rugby league. It's, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things after watching Sean Wayne coached Wigan side for so many years is that they were blamed for not being very entertaining and it wasn't very good to watch. They used to grind results out and, you know, the two... Two of the last two grand finals we've won weren't 
amazing matches, but they got through games, you know, with great defence. But they just can't seem to get over the line anymore. And he promised, I remember when he, there's an article that keeps doing the rounds every time they get beat, Wigan fans share it, saying that he's promising this attacking brand of rugby and it's just not come. So I don't know. I mean, last season, you know, Bevan French and Hastings were firing on all cylinders and we should have been doing a lot better than we did. I think those two players individually got us through a lot of games. It's got a lot of good individual tries and stuff like that. But generally, the attack wasn't great. We should have been beating a lot more teams by 50, 60 points and we weren't doing that. Well, they've got to a point now, haven't they, where points per game. I know we, we saw, we just commented on the pod before before you came on that uh, Lee have managed more points per game now than, than Wigan. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty, That's <laughs> pretty tough read, that. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing, really, that, isn't it? From, oh, it is. You know, it's it's really bad, especially you know, for a team that's spending the top end of the salary cap and, uh, you know, attra- attract all the best. Players. I'm not trying to sound too arrogant, but, you know, they do attract the best players. But, I mean, I don't, I don't. For me personally, I blame the coach watching it. Uh, I try not to because he's, you know, he's quite a likable guy. But mm. I just don't think he's the right fit for the club at the minute. I mean, how do you feel when you see? Let, let's be honest. Like last season, they came within a whisker of winning the grand final. We could have, we could have quite easily been sat here tonight now talking about Wigan as the current Super League champions, couldn't we? Oh yeah, easily, and, easily. And then now. Instead of challenging once again, and pre-season, the talk was that Wigan and Saints were going to dominate again. They were looking set. This was pre-season, looking set for a rerun of, of last year's grand final. And yeah. then all of I mean, a sudden, I, I go on. Thought, I thought the same. I thought they'd have been. I thought we'd have had a better team. If anything, I was surprised to see mm. Bevan French signing on again. Obviously, like that injury has not helped. Having uh, Jay Field out for so long, I think you know. If you put it in context and you were to take Lachlan Coote and Johnny Lomax out of the Saints team for the same amount of time, would they have struggled as well? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. But I mean you've got to you've got to work with what you've got and I mean Zach Hardacre's a decent uh, fill in at fullback. I think he's when he got injured as well, obviously it was it would be like Saints then losing uh Wellsby on top of that as well. So I think we did well to get through that period without it mm. being too bad, really. But um, I mean, injury, injuries play a part, but ultimately the performance has just not been good enough at all. But then all of a sudden, then you, we've got the coach then talking that. So from that position there, we've got then they've got the coach saying, "No, no, no. I think you know we're still looking. You know, we're a to, uh, still aiming to be a top four side." And then after last week's effort, um, now he's saying, "I still think we'll be okay in the top six. I mean, I did see that uh, quote and it did anger a lot of people. And as yeah. Wigan fans, you don't settle for mediocrity. You know, you don't expect, you expect them to be saying, we want to be the top team. Now, I get, I get what people have done, but I kind of, I think he means for this season, but ultimately Wigan shouldn't be settling for fourth place or now sixth place. You know, it should be, we want to finish top. We want to win everything. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if the standards... I can't see the standards having dropped because the backroom staff hasn't necessarily changed. But I think it's probably making the likes of Ravelinski and Lennigan think, is this guy to take the club forward in the long term? And I don't think it, it is now. 
I mean, one thing looking from the outside is that they seem to have a, and, and I'm not what I'm basing this on just on Friday's game, but there seems to be a bit of a discipline problem as well at certain times within the team. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I've not seen the Willie Icer incident again, um, so I can't pass comment on that. I mean, there's a guy at work who's a Leeds fan, and he was he would say, "Oh, dirty this and dirty that," you know, and. Uh, I've not I've not seen it again, so I can't really call it. But I think the one the ones the week before the Singleton one, and I think last week against Salford, Bateman got Simbin for and the others the Salford player as well. They both got Simbin for grabbing each other's shirt, which is just pathetic, really. But I think the they tend to Willie Isa did it in the the last game against Saints as well, didn't he? Where he, he pulled someone back off the ball. And I think they just lose their head when they when they're doing so poorly in games. And from senior players like Willie Ice, you don't expect that, do you? No, he's public enemy number one at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're talking about Hastings and, and French signing on. Um, obviously, losing um, Hastings and Gildart next season, which I'm sure will be mm. massive losses. Um, but for me, when I was watching them on Friday, I just thought that the one or two props light and they needed a bit of go forward but um for for next season where would you prioritize your signings who would you what positions would you want to bring in um well I'd, I'd like to see us bring in a center and a and a half cuz i mean i think the idea going forward is uh, jay field at 6 and smith at 7 or the other way around uh which personally I don't really think Harry Smith's good enough for Wigan. I've seen a lot of him and I've not seen a lot that I like. Every now and again he pulls out a big game, but when you watch Lewis Dodd on, on Friday and he just he he controlled that game and he, he batted us and I've never seen, I think he did it against Lee and no disrespect to Lee, but you know, he should be doing it in those games. Mm, well, just, yeah. he, he doesn't command enough off me to say that he's a Wigan starting number seven. Or is it a case of having that faith in like Wayne had with George Williams, didn't he, at the time? He said, look, you're going to be our number six. Here's the shirt and grow into the role. So maybe that's maybe yeah. that's a case. I think, yeah, Smith. I think that's maybe the case. Isn't it? I mean, it is harsh to judge the lad because he is only 20 years old. Uh, and he, I know he's been around for a couple of seasons now, but that, you know, it, it seems like he's been around for a lot longer than he actually has. But I think if, if the rumours are right and Sean Wayne is coming back to Wigan next year in a sort of director role I think he'd have a lot to say on that because I think he he would sort of nurture these young players and he, he'd have a lot more involvement than his title would suggest so I think he'd uh, that would be good for, for both Wigan and for, for Harry Smith Yeah, and what was your other priority, what was your other priority then Johnny, a centre? A centre, yeah, I mean, I, I mean we've been linked with Ian Thornley again which doesn't exactly fill you with much confidence, you know. I mean, he did a, a good job for us that year. We won the the double, but it doesn't it doesn't excite people, you know. It's not a signing that that's going to get bumps on seats. And, and I, I believe Saints have signed Conrad Hurrell today, and I don't really rate him much either. But I mean, that's a better option than than he is. You just don't know what. Uh, what the other options are, to be honest, I don't know whether you, you look abroad and bring in a younger centre from uh, from Australia or you promote somebody within. Because I mean, the uh, young lad who played on the wings, either I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, played on the wings the other week, and he, he's pretty solid under the high ball and 
they could they could well promote him and bring him through. Yeah. So what are your expectations now for the end of this season? <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, I mean, they're getting players back. I mean, I'd like to see Jay Field feature more. I mean, I don't think it helped on Friday him dropping out mm. so late in the game. I know he was in. He's obviously still coming back from this injury. I don't know whether it's something different or if it, if it's just you know not risking him in a big game like that. Um. So I don't I don't know, but if he can come back and. I think fans have been so excited to see him and Hastings play together, and we've not seen it yet this year, apart from a little cameo at Hull, and uh, he played for a few minutes. I think he played the first half at Lee. Um, Lamb said he was quicker than Bevan French, didn't he? Well, yeah, I believe so. I mean, I've only watched sort of highlights of it before he signed for Wigan, but he's not. (laughs) Did he play 15 minutes in the the first game before doing his... uh, that, that sort of, I don't know what injury it was. It was uh, hamstring, hamstring. The bone or something. Ouch. Mm. It, sounded and, really, um, it sounded really sore anyway, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a bad one, wasn't it? But, um, you know, if he can come back and we can put a bit of a bit of a run together with those two, and it's a bit optimistic here, but you've got to be, haven't you, really? So, um, yeah. I'd li- I mean, I'd like to see us finish in the top four still. I mean, I think the standard across Super League has not been amazing this year. I think anyone can beat anyone really you know there's a lot of teams that can that can like Warrington are a good team on the day but they can also get beat you know you can see them lose a game and you're like where did that come from so you know yeah. any teams any teams beatable if you, if uh, if you can apply yourself right i think i think we could get in a top 4 and i don't think we deserve to get to a grand final or win it but you never know all right so we're going to put you on the spot now so um, it's going to be yes or no for these, okay? No. Right. Top six, yes or no? Yes. Top four, yes or no? Uh, <laughs> yes. Grand final, oh, yes. grand final, no. yes or no? No. Grand, uh, final. Yeah, grand final, no. yes or no? No. No. I'm um, going to say that in hope that we actually do pull something off and do get to it. <laughs> like a jinx, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting it now. Adrian Lamb to be coached next season, yes or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the easiest one. That was the easiest one. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Johnny, that, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you for your insight into uh, in, into Wigan Warriors. And No worries. Thank oh, you for having me. No worries. Um, and <laughs> now you officially are the voice of the uh, the Warriors. Um, when anything happens, or when Lamb does get sacked or anything like that, um, we'll be coming to you to, uh, to get your reaction, if that's okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, brilliant. And if they do make a grand final, we'll be coming back to you for that. But I, I've no doubt we will speak to you uh, very shortly. And just thank you for your time and thank you for being the voice. No worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brilliant. Like I say, uh, I'm sure we'll speak soon. Um, but been brilliant tonight and, and thank you for coming on. Cheers, guys. All right. Thanks, Johnny. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, mate. That's good. Interesting. Um, some interesting thoughts there from Johnny and... Uh, um, a real sensible head, I think. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm not sure whether he's hopeful or not, to be honest. <laughs> I think he's like most of us fans. You live in hope. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they'll get top six, top four. Yeah, maybe. That's what he was hoping about. Yeah. 
Yeah. So but, uh, yeah, no, I've no doubt we will speak to Johnny again because I, I think there'll be lots of things happening at Wigan um, over the coming months. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, so um, so quickly on to the NRL. Yes, okay. NRL had some some real good games this week in the NRL. Yeah, um, Titans twenty, Storm thirty four. Well, I mean, the Titans couldn't have asked for a better start. Went 10-0 up within about 12 minutes or something. Um, and then, really, in the end, it was just the Storm's class and that little bit of extra speed that they have that was the difference. They give it Josh Adokar and yeah. it's good night, isn't it? It's, yeah, and, you know. and Cameron Munster with his little dummy that put him in for his second, I think. Yeah, like, just little things like that. I mean, they had Nico Hines at seven. Yeah, who clearly isn't a seven, but did a decent job. Um, no cheese, no Brandon Smith, so no cheese, no worries, no Hughes, Harry Grant will come on. Yeah, and no Hughes, like you said, Hines comes in. Yeah, nineteen in a row. The fox gets five yards in front of him, and you might as well say, put the glasses down. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'd mentioned. We, uh, Bobby mentioned him before, but I'd written down Jaden Campbell. I thought he was uh, exceptional. For yes, the he did well to pounce on that uh, bomb that yeah. the the wing and not back. Yeah, and just just ran in. But yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. Um, but like I say, just the, the little bit of extra speed and class that they have was just a difference. And I know, you know, they've let in thirty four points the Titans there, but. Give him a good game, actually. He did give him minutes, a, a yeah. really good game, yeah. Just the, the Fox just seems to be involved in everything on that one. Yeah, absolutely. He was the difference, I think. Yeah. Um, another team that is really pushing for the eight and might end up squeezing in there, uh, the Raiders. Uh, Raiders 18, Manly Seagulls 19. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders will make it, personally. But um, I think... Definitely playing better these last they few are, weeks. They though. are playing better. I just think that other teams have probably got easier. Get the only two games to go in that in the NRL. Yeah, and I, and I think when you look at some of the other fixtures, the other team, yeah, the other ones that are bouncing around, I think yeah. they've got slightly easier easier fixtures. But you would argue that the Raiders are miles better than the teams that are around them. Mm. They should be higher than they are, and they've got more chance of beating those like the, the Panthers. I'm yeah. not saying they will, but they've got more of a chance of beating the Panthers than the Knights or the yeah. Titans. Yeah. Yeah, um, your friend uh, DCE Daily Cherry Evans, he was instrumental in this. Yeah, so good, it, a good kicking game. Got the vital drop goal. Yeah, um, had, had a great kick out wide on like the first tackle to um, the, the winger who it gave was, it back to Harper. And it was Harper weird that, in. wasn't it? Yeah, very weird, but brilliant off the cuff play. Yeah, and um, then then they, then they, they scored at the end, and then Jordan Rapping still had chance for a. Yeah, a drop goal which um, just fumbled. It, um, like it was like a massive grubber kick, and that was you know yeah <laughs> it, was it was, was yeah it was a forty yard grubber. It was, uh, but no you know no turbo Tom. But they've said he hasn't got a fracture um, in his cheek um, on his cheekbone, um, so he, he should be back next week, the week after. Okay, um, that's but, good news for the Seagulls. But he was ball buying in this match. Oh, so, was he? Yeah, I mean, you've heard of Million Dollar Baby. Get ready for Million Dollar Ball Boy. <laughs> oh. I like that. Yeah. Million Dollar Ball yeah, good Boy. Yeah. I came up with that. Well done. Thanks. Um, Panthers 25, Rabbitohs 
12. Rabbit has been on a really good run up to this point, and we're 12 nil up. Yeah, and then 25 unanswered points. <laughs> Just, yeah. I mean, Nathan Cleary absolutely kicked the rabbit mm. holes to death. And those scored, bombs yeah. that he kept putting up to Josh Mansour, who used to play for the Panthers, who obviously knew it was a weakness yeah. and was just ice cold about it and, and just yeah. just kept doing it. And, and he didn't know what to do. He, he injured himself trying to catch one. Yeah. And the um, the first two tries in the Panthers were exceptional. Yeah, the, the Cleary one was the opener, won it for them. Yeah, right. Ice cold Cleary. And... Yeah. And then, but a brilliant 40 20 from Adam, Adam Reynolds. Oh, phenomenal. I don't think I've seen. Uh, a better one. It was like a, a chip kick, but from like sixty yards 40. away. Yeah, <laughs> just bounced right in between the defender and the, the touchline. Forty it? to yeah. the twenty. Twenty. <laughs> sixty yards. Told you that. <laughs> but no, you know Nathan. It's amazing how much a good kicking game can get you back on top, isn't it? Well. I don't think it's any coincidence either, really. If you look at the kicking games of the teams around the top, you know, Cherry Evans at the Seagulls, Reynolds at the the, the Bunnies, um, yeah. you've got um, Cleary at the Panthers, and then at the, at the Storm, you've got probably like Hughes and Munster yeah. at there. And they've all got And they're the, probably the worst ones out of the ones that you've said, but they're just so good in every other every single department. department, yeah. Yeah, but the other, the other three are real... Knock you dead with kicks, yeah. scrum halves, aren't they? Yeah, they turn games with that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but should be, a, you know, you would think there'd be a Storm Panthers final. So. Well, we talked about the rabbit holes, did we? Does, does this one prove that they're a little bit short defensively to, they, to they, make it all the way? They can't beat the top two teams, can they? If they get into an arm wrestle, they, they don't win. They haven't got enough no. about them to win. They're definitely top but, four. Yeah, they're on a par if, with the seagulls. I think they think if they if they start well, they get an early triangle. But once they get start getting that rolling, once they get into the opposition's half, mm. they're they're unbeatable. Mm. But Storm and Panthers, um, well, probably just them two. They they don't let them get in their half. They keep them in their own half, and that's where they fall short. I think I heard on commentary or something that I think because the left edge of the bunnies is where they do all the damage. Yeah. And I think this. I think you had on commentary. They said it was like the sixty-fourth try they'd scored down that edge, which is incredible. Yeah, let's say it's proper high octane stuff in it. Yeah, from the bunnies at times, but just they haven't got enough to win in an arm wrestle. Yeah, which is crazy to think when you look at who they've got. Um, Tigers twenty, which sounds like they might going to win, but Sharks fifty. Yeah. Um terrible. Is is Maguire in trouble? Or are they gonna be patient with him? Um, I think he's in trouble. Mm. Should watch that, Tales from Tiger Towns. It's only I keep, three episodes. I keep in. meaning to watch it. Yeah, it's it's great. For anybody who's got to watch NRL or can get hold of this Tales from Tiger Town, it's you know, really behind the scenes You've of the West Tiger. It, yeah, really good. Obviously it's still quite early in the season on this episode, but it'd be interesting to see how it goes through as it gets late, you know, where is we're it, Is it from now. this season? Yeah, it's from this season, right, yeah. Okay, right. um, so it'd be interesting to see how it goes later on. 
I think he's, and, in, and I think whether he's in trouble. It's pressure start to to strain, or whether they're, you know they're being patient with him. But I agree, I think they're in they're trouble rubbish. with him. Um, they've also earned my uh, wet paper towel defense award of the week. Yeah, quite right as well because they were just shocking. Yeah, quite right as well. Um, when you've got wingers running through the middle of your defense, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, and that's exactly what was happening to them, and it happened repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. They were, I mean, you got winged. They were breaking through forwards in the line, mm. and that was that was the worst bit for it. That was the um, that was the most paper towel bit, wasn't it? And it was only sixteen four at half time. Mm. Fifty not... points in the second half. Yeah, um, it was the winger that was on for the hat trick, Ronaldo uh, Mulitalo. Yeah, Mulitalo, and he was clean through, wasn't he? Yeah, and then give it the debut guy, uh, Luke Metcalf. Mm. For his first try, and then and did you and did you see did you did you see the lads the young lads' reaction? Yeah, it was going brilliant, absolutely yeah. priceless. Yeah, and then he broke his jaw. Well, Italo, he's out now with a broken jaw. Hmm. Just well, to put a downer on it. I was a put a downer on it, wasn't it? Yep, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, Bulldogs sixteen, Knights twenty two. Oh, Bulldogs trying. <laughs> Aren't they? I mean, the knights. Oh, bless them. I know. It's like it's like you feel like you should like just ruffle the hair, isn't it? A little yeah. bit, you know. Oh. <laughs> no. But the knights still going for that top eight slot, mm. and you know it's not very convincing when you think about it. But um, the uh, the first try from yeah, the knights, the Saifiti one, was fantastic. But where, the knockback from Bennett, yeah, 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 and he knocked it back. But that wasn't even the best try of the game. No, because in the game, in the last minute, we saw, I think, one of the one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen in all my rugby league watching life. Well, I know you rang me with a chubby over it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a great finish. Ockenbo, wasn't it? Yeah. The Bulldogs winger, just millimetres in with that. Well, the kick wasn't a... It was a cross-field kick, but it was really hammered. Yeah, off the side of his boot. It wasn't like a little, you know, sort of up and under kick. It was hammered cross field, and it just missed the defender, didn't it? Mm. And he managed to catch it and put it down before the before the dead ball line. Yeah, in one in it was just one movement while he's in such the air. A smooth movement. You could give him a hundred tries at doing that again, mm. and that they wouldn't score a try off that. You could give the kicker a hundred tries, and him a hundred tries to catch it like that and put it down, and they wouldn't do it. No, they wouldn't. It was amazing. Which what stuff. made which is what made it even better. If you haven't seen that try, the Bulldogs against the Knights, find the highlights on YouTube or something somewhere. Literally the last try of the game. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's the it's one of the greatest finishes I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, Eels thirty-two, Cowboys sixteen. Eels with a convincing, first convincing win in a long time. Striking me as a bit of a. Well, obviously they're all friends again. <laughs> yeah. After last week's revelation, they've all switched rooms. Now. They've all switched rooms. <laughs> so after last week's revelation that they'd all fallen out yeah. over size of hotel rooms, mm-hmm. um, they're all friends again now, aren't they? Um. But they strike me there's that they're starting to look like a bit of a flat track bully team. 
Yeah. Whereas early on in the season, they look genuine contenders. Yeah, they've got no chance, I don't no. think. Um, oh, particularly now the, the injury to, to Mika Sivu as well. Who is an animal for them. Yeah, he got well, his he got his legs and his body like completely wrapped underneath him, didn't he? Yeah, it was nasty looking, wasn't it? I don't know whether it's his knee or his ankle or something, but something got Around trapped there. and twisted underneath him, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, ab- yeah. Um, yeah and I think look that, that looks like that might be it for the season, I would think, for him. Yeah, no. Yeah. And like you said, along with um, along with Moses and Gutherson, he's probably their key, their players, key player, yeah. yeah. Gutherson got his first try in two months or something as well. Yeah, he's Which been really strange quiet, to hear. Very, yeah, you know, but if they find form at the right time and they get back to how they were early in the season, in one-off game, yeah, who yeah, knows? I can't see it. No, I can't. But you never know. No, I um, can't see it. Um, uh, Dragons twenty-two, Roosters forty. Um, from what I saw, the James Tedesco show. Well, I was just going to say the same thing. He was everywhere. Just phenomenal player. Just. What he's done and the way he has stepped up at another level for the Roosters this year is just phenomenal. Because I didn't think he had another level in him, really, because he's been probably the world's best player for the last two years or so. Mm. And what he's had to do, I think he's captain now, with Boyd Cardner having gone, Jake Friend having gone, uh, you know, Keir out for the season. Uh, very early on, and all the injuries they've had, sixty-five percent of the salary caps on the sideline or something like. And what he's done and the way he's carried them through is just shows what character he is. And I think as well he's done it a little bit under the radar because some of the other players in the NRL have had uh, a bigger fanfares mm. about them: Cleary, yeah. Turbo, Tom, and also Tedesco. Then there's all because. A lot of the players that are getting the plaudits are fullbacks. Yeah. Then it's like, oh well, Tedesco can only play fullback. Um, you know, is he is he in the? You know, if there was a World Cup, is he in the Kangaroos team? Well, yeah, he is because it's the others that move, not him. And it's not because he can't move; it's because he's the best. He's the, yeah, yeah. He's just been phenomenal. Uh, Sam Walker looks like he gets better every week. Rookie of the year, isn't he? Ab- by a mile. By a country mile, has to be. And what Trent Robinson done and the way he's kept the team going is is amazing. If you were a winger, right, you'd you'd hate the crossfield kick. You'd hate to come your way if you were up against Bill Tupo, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean he's he's not called the giraffe for no reason, is he? No. I mean, he did it. He did it again two or three times. Knockbacks, get on the end of stuff. But he's just like he just. He's all arms and legs, isn't he? Yeah, he's phenomenal. But he's about six foot nine, so <laughs> he will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last game of the round, which was a really enjoyable match. Yeah, the Broncos twenty-four, Warriors twenty-two, which sounds like some sort of Television X program, but like Return of the Milf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was though. He was phenomenal. He was he was everywhere. Got himself a try as well. Set a couple of but his kicking game was good. Had a couple of solo runs. Looked really really good. The Milford of old. Is he another one that's looking for? Is he is he signed anywhere next year? Yeah, the bunnies. Oh, was he? Yeah, right. You wouldn't have thought they'd have took him, would you? 
No, not with having Walker and Reynolds, unless... Well, Reynolds is going in, he's going to the Broncos. Yeah, so unless they're going to put Walker as more as a, a, a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because on, on form and everything, it seems a poor replacement, doesn't it? Yeah. Seems a poor swap, that. But then it? you watch him have that. If you'd never watched him before, but watch that game, you'd think he's the world, one of the world's best players. Yeah, which That's he had how the good potential to be. Yeah, he just never... Never kicked on. No, never, no. Um, and Albert Kelly again with another with a stellar performance. Yeah, secured himself a new deal with the Broncos after that performance, didn't he? Yeah. Did you see the um, the stats that come up on the screen during that game? No. Um, saying that it was his first try since 2015 or something. Albert Kelly. Should I be any more disrespectful? I know. And then they had to point out that. Oh well, actually, he did. He did play. You know, one of them. He played uh, <laughs> Hull. Which one? I don't know. Oh, just in just just in oh. England. I don't know. Well, both actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just realised. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, yeah, they put come on the screen. That was the first try since 2015. I was like, yeah, you really don't count anything else whatsoever. No, it's, I'm. Like American sports, aren't they, in that respect? World champions. Yeah. You're the if only one that play it. If it doesn't happen in America, they're not interested. Nah. That's like the NRL. Yeah, yeah. It is when it comes to you're rugby not, league. You're not a real player Yeah. if you if you points haven't come in the NRL. Yeah, when it when it comes to rugby league, that's what they're like. Yeah. If players want to stay here and don't want to go to the NRL, mm. they don't want to test themselves. No. No. That's their That's their view. And if they come over here... They're only coming over here because they're not good enough for the NRL or they've finished in the NRL. Yeah. And they had those retirement ceremonies. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, I know we've touched on it before, but it just winds me up. Um, uh, for the Warriors, though, um, Peter Hicku in defence and attack yeah. stopped a magnificent try over the line. That was the MILF. He stopped MILF. Stop the MILF. Yeah. That's the third film. Stop the MILF. <laughs> Runaway MILF. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, and then, uh, and then scored. They, uh, then scored. The, what did you see when he scored though? He where? did really well to get over the top of the Broncos player, didn't he? Was it through the, from the kick? Yeah, but that was the one where they were saying it was simultaneous, and and the commentators were saying that uh, Xavier Coates had put it. No, that wasn't Hickey. Oh, was it not? That oh, was, that was Ethan. Uh, uh, um, I can't remember his name now. Ethan. But I thought that was just I think Ethan Hawke, but he's an actor, isn't he? Yeah, how, not how bad is that? Well. That one, but yeah, you know, he did. He got on the. the, the I kick. thought that was just. Yeah, but talk about the other one. Hands. Yeah, well, the commentators would like that when they said, "Oh, he's done well to get there." And yeah, I, I, I just thought Coates had grounded it. I wasn't sure how uh, they could give that. I think Aiken, Aiken, you were Aiken, you were Aiken, you were Aiken. I think that's if you. Um, I think if it's simultaneous, it's a try in it. Yeah, but I didn't think it was. I just thought it was. Uh, coats. Maybe they start wearing gloves. Like they used to be in rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. They used to wear them little gloves. Yeah. When you were a junior, your mate used to do that, didn't he? That one that looked like um, him that looked like a hammerhead shark. Yeah, old blimphead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were only about ten or something, and he used to wear. Uh, he like, did have a blimphead though. He did, and he looked like a hammerhead shark. But he used to wear gloves, didn't he? Mm. Because they did it in Rugby Union. Yeah, he was more into Rugby Union, money. You never spoke too much after that, did you? Nah, I lost her a lot of respect. <laughs> oh, dear. So, 
Um, only two rounds to go in the NRL. Yeah, it's uh, the race for the eight. Yeah, is hotting up quickly. Yeah, it is. Um, so back to Super League to finish off, and we've got uh, an enormous amount of fixtures if they get played. Yeah. Um, so we've got starts off with Wigan versus Leeds mm. on Wednesday, and as Johnny pointed out, everything will, will feel rosy again for Wigan if they can get a win. But do you see it against Leeds? Yeah, not going off what I saw on uh, Friday. Just thought they, they were terrible, and Leeds have been playing quite well, and they've got a battle on to make the six as well. Yeah, so that could. I think I am swinging towards. Leaning towards Leeds, but I think it could go either way. Really interesting battle hotting up in Super League for those uh, fifth and sixth places, I think. Fourth, yeah. Well, even fourth, fifth, sixth, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Um, so that's on Wednesday. And on Thursday, um, Salford v Catalan. If it's on, I'm not I'm not quite sure where we stand with that one after last week's postponement. Mm, no, I have no idea. Uh, but Salford, um, well, don't give him much hope on that one if it is on. But no. That one. We've also got Huddersfield versus Warrington. Um, again, I don't think Huddersfield, the way they've been playing. I mean, their whole season's been a disappointment. They had such high hopes. I think um, the problem now we get to this stage, and I think we've got about five rounds left, haven't we? Yeah. Before the playoff starts. I yeah. think there's some teams that are just pretty much given up, given up on it. Season. Yeah, and I think Huddersfield have been uh, surviving on these, uh, um, I having. Mean, Academy, a lot of academy players in, and then academy players being really up for it. It's like, I want to be in this team next year, and 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 then going there because if you're a young lad, you're not going to go out and play half-hearted, aren't you? Like maybe some of the senior pros would. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, Hull FC and Castleford, two sides off the back of good derby wins, face each other. Yeah, um, and again, this is a vital one. In this is this is a vital one. This six. could make or break. One of them teams, yeah. top six hopes. Yeah, absolutely. Where would you want to be on for that one then? Hull. Okay. Just think if they have, they've been getting players back. If they have players, you know, with more match fitness and stuff, I think they're a better time, uh, side on paper. Okay. Um, Hull Care and Wakefield, Rovers need to um, get back to winning ways if they're going to. Uh, uh, again, impress on that top six, and I think they will because I think Wakefield, one of those teams who uh, um, have semi given up on the season, and okay, uh, obviously really want to stay in this top six. And Saints and Lee will Saints be worried after Lee got their first win? Uh, no, I, I don't think they'd be worried. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they rested quite a lot of players with them having a short turnaround and playing Warrington on Monday. Mm, good point. And then on Monday, uh, we go to uh, Salford and Hull, uh, Wakefield and Leeds, Castleford and Wigan. Two important games for Wigan coming up. Yeah, two massive games. Because um, they could easily be looking at two defeats there. Mm, which would make it three on the bounce. And a real struggle then to even make the six. Mm. Uh, Catalans and Lee. Um, Huddersfield versus Hull KR. And probably the big game of the, as you just pointed out, of the weekend, Warrington and Saints. Yeah. So we've got, again, which is great. And then, for some reason, 
Um, if we're catching it on the television, the Super League show this week is on Saturday afternoon at two o'clock. Right. <laughs> That's for the first lot of games. Then there'll be another one, I suppose. But yeah, again, we keep saying it. Have some some sort of regular time, whether it's half past ten or something. Mm. Just. I mean, I understand if they're making fixtures up that they were going. They're going to have to do two shows. Yeah. But just in general. Have a nice time, why you know, match yeah. of the day, Saturday, ten o'clock. You know when it's on. You, yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's it for the fixtures. It is, and that's it for this episode, I think. Uh yes, I've got a couple of shout outs and some really, really important news. Please just stay with us for a minute if you've listened to the end. Um so I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to some of our other podcast colleagues uh who have been supportive of us. Um, uh, the Red Robin podcast, all things Hull KR. Um, uh, down at Bellevue, all things Wakefield. And I think uh, down at Bellevue are going to uh, be our Wakefield voice very soon, aren't they? Yes, I believe so, yeah. And also the guys at Pro-Am 13, um, who we are planning to do a joint live podcast with over the next couple of months. Which will be very exciting. It will be. Yep, Absolutely. So, uh, for those guys, but the big news is we have got an absolute legend of the game coming on the podcast in the next week or two, haven't we? we in have. fact, I think it'd probably be in the next week, I would think, to give, because he's talking about um, a charity event that he's taking place in in early September. Yeah. And that name is? Leon Price. So, please, like, stay tuned. Not now, because we're going off. <laughs> but if you tune in again, we will have a feature with Leon Price, uh, which will be, uh, and he'll tell us all about his work for uh, Rugby League Cares, won't he? And the, and the next uh, the next effort for him and about 25 other players involved in that. Yeah. So we look forward to, we look forward to uh, hearing from uh, Leon on his thoughts about uh, different things in the game, don't we? We do. That was ex- Are you excited? Very excited. That's great. So... Um, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? It certainly does. So wherever you're watching on Wednesday, on Thursday, or on Monday before we uh, before we come on again, enjoy your rugby league. It's great to be back, and it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from me. Yeah.